What's up, fight fans? Welcome to Full Press MMA. It's Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. I'm Jim Grease, G-R-I-E-S, at Jim Grease underscore, at Cageside Grease on social media. Hit me up anytime. Let's kick it. In the meantime, I am here with all the news, all the notes, all the hot topics, all the hot takes you need to be the smartest fan in the room in any conversation when you're talking about the sport we know and love the most, mixed martial arts. So that way, when the door gets locked behind you, and it's time to throw down. You will be ready to get your hand raised. It's Full Press MMA on your Wednesday, February 8th. I'm Greece. Let's roll. With the eyes of the world on Perth, Australia, the UFC gets set for 284. Alexander Volkanovsky, the featherweight champ, the Australian-born, Australian-bred, Australian-trained Alexander Volkanovsky, who hasn't lost in almost 10 years Four consecutive title defenses at featherweight. Three wins over Max Holloway. A bludgeoning of Jose Aldo. Brian Ortega, the Korean zombie. Alexander Volkanovsky is ready to step up and try to become a two-division champion at 155 against Islam Mahachev, who has one big win in his UFC career, and it was huge for the title against Charles Dubronx Oliveira, dominating the former champion at UFC's pay-per-view in Abu Dhabi in October. What an unbelievable performance by him, setting the stage for this weekend's matchup between the pound-for-pound pound number one, Alexander Volkanovsky, and the 155-pound champ. And the next big thing in the sport, according to Habib Nurmagomedov, the next one out of Dagestan, the one who everyone's talking about, Islam Mahachev. There, was that a good promotion? Was that enough? I don't know. I think Islam Mahachev would like that. He had said earlier, or maybe even last week, that he wasn't feeling like there was enough promotion being done for UFC 284. Kind of called out the company and Dana White, just talking about how big the fight was, saying that he didn't feel like enough was being done. Said he would have liked a world tour to help spread the word. But Alexander Volkanovsky disagrees, at least with what he's seen in Australia, saying, quote, there's enough buzz, telling ESPN. You know, obviously, some people are saying that, but I don't believe that. We're in Australia. We're buzzing. I know it's massive here. I don't know what it's like in Dagestan or whatever, but here we're buzzing. Dana White also disagreed, by the way, with the narrative of UFC 284 being underpromoted and even told Jim Rome on his radio show that the event is trending to be one of the top five biggest fights of all time. Volkanovsky adding, quote, we sold it out in seconds. People are struggling to get tickets like everyone's got a combination and got flights and couldn't even get a ticket. It's buzzing over here, and it's supposed to be trending very well. It's a big fight, and people understand that. And again, who doesn't love an underdog story? It's going to be huge. I can't wait. It's going to be a massive opportunity for me and my legacy. Of course, Islam claiming he wants to knock Volkanovsky out more than anything, and that might just be trying to get in his head and make him think that so he can really use the wrestling even more. But Volk's good everywhere. Strong, short, Long reach, very hard to take down, very hard to keep down, very hard to submit, beat, any of those things. This is going to be a battle of wills, and I still, for the life of me, cannot understand why the line is so big with Islam, such a huge favorite, so much chalk. Volk, so disrespected. He's been an underdog three times in the UFC. He's won every one of them convincingly. He has yet to lose in the octagon. He is not being respected. Fear the man who is disrespected. Fear the man who never gets his due. Fear the man who never loses. And remember I said Alexander Volkanovsky and knew at 155 this weekend. Let's not forget about the co-main event and the other fights on the card. You can find fight stack previews of all of them right here 
on this channel. Fight previews plus odds breakdowns of every fight on the UFC 284 card. And Islam Mahachev looking forward to what might be in the future after a win over Alexander Volkanovsky to vault him to number one on the mythical pound-for-pound pound list. Of course, it can never be proven who the best in the world is because everyone's in a different weight class and all sorts of things like that. But lightweight champ doesn't see any reason why he would fight the winner of the Conor McGregor-Michael Chandler fight that's set to take place after they coach tough against one another over the summer. Many people in the industry, like Michael Bisping, for example, among others, expecting Connor or Chandler to get the title shot. Whoever wins that fight after that tough season, well, Islam does not agree, saying, quote, Chandler versus Connor is a good fight for MMA fans, but goes Chandler versus Connor is a good fight for MMA fans, but both guys, for me, where I am now, we have between us a long way. This is just a good fight for the fans, and that's it. And remember, He's not motivated by money that we know of yet. And from that part of the world, coached by Habib and before that, Abdulmanap Nurmagomedov, yeah, probably not motivated by money, but definitely motivated by being number one and beating everyone he can get his hands on during his career. That's for sure. And one final thing on UFC 284 to whet your appetite a little bit more. The broadcast team has been set, and it is different than anyone you've seen before. Buffer, of course, is the ring announcer as always. John Anik calling the fights like he always does. This time, the analyst, no Joe Rogan, no Daniel Cormier. Usually Rogan doesn't go overseas, but usually DC does. Well, this time, it'll be Dominic Cruz, the former two-time Bantamweight champion and UFC Hall of Famer and former middleweight champ, Michael the Count Bisping. That's going to be a lot of fun. I love Dom and I love Bisping. Can't wait to watch them and listen to what they have to say on this loaded fight card, UFC 284, Saturday in Perth, Australia. Moving on with Full Press MMA on your Wednesday, February 8th, Jim Grease, G-R-I-E-S, at Jim Grease underscore, at Cageside Grease on social media. Busy week with UFC 284, but so many other things coming up. And if you remember, Robert Whitaker was supposed to be on this card in Perth, the former champ is Australian, lives there, born there, of course, and he ended up not being on this card because of Paulo Costa and his contract situation with the UFC. Well, Whitaker, of course, expressing his disappointment to his fans and the reasons that he's not on this card this weekend, but he is actually really an intelligent dude when it comes to the fight game. Talking to Michael Bisping on the Believe You Me podcast, talking about Israel Adesanya's loss to Alex Pajeda, saying, look, Quote, if we look at the fight just from a mental perspective, I believe Adesanya had a better chance last fight. But in saying that, maybe now that the worst has happened again, it frees him up for the next one. You see where it can swing both ways really easily. It can either swing one way where it frees him up, the worst has happened, whatever he gets in there mentally free, or he's worried about it happening again with the small gloves because it has happened. Honestly, skill-wise, he could have beat him skill-wise last time. Whitaker not wrong on that one. You remember Adesanya hurt Paeta badly in that fight. Won three at least of the rounds, four on some judges' scorecards. And, of course, in their last kickboxing matchup, the same thing happened. So Israel Adesanya getting some good advice from the former champion Robert Whitaker, who he obviously had beaten a couple of times to keep that belt over the years. But Whitaker right there at the top of the division looking for the next title shot, and he is right there in line. And, again, with that belt... Izzy and Pajeda, the rematch coming up in Miami in the first week of April in UFC 287. Hamza Shimaev believes he's going to fight Robert Whitaker, telling Red Quarter MMA, quote, I think I will fight Robert Whitaker. He's got no opponent. Paulo Costa ran away after talking that much about me and Robert, so I will fight Whitaker. 
I want this fight, although I like him as a human being. He is a solid guy, doesn't talk trash, doesn't cross any lines. We're going to have fun at the press conference and fight each other, he concluded. That means Hamzat thinking his future's at middleweight, but he also talked a little bit about welterweight with the matchup coming up between Edwards and Usman at UFC 286, saying, quote, whoever takes it will face me. I think it's going to be another close fight. Let's see if Leon will be able to take Kamaru out once again. To be honest, I expected Usman to retire after getting knocked out like that. Will Shemaev go for 185 first? Will he go for 170 first? Will he go for both? Eventually, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch and find out. And having just mentioned Alex Pajera and Israel Adesanya, Alex, the former two-division glory kickboxing champ, has really been successful transitioning to MMA, got the fight with Adesanya. Hadn't looked great before that, but he had beaten him, and you know why he got it. You knew what it was going to be. But he defeated him twice in kickboxing and now knocked him out at UFC 281 in the fight. Izzy did take Alex down and control him. And, of course, Pereira doesn't normally resort to grappling to win fights. But he would like to remind everyone that he was able to land a takedown in that fight, too. Saying, quote, the people who talk about me are the people that never grappled me, that trained with me. Telling ESPN through an interpreter, all the guys that come in and roll with me, grapple, do some MMA. They leave very surprised and say, man, I didn't know he could grapple like that. But I'm not trying to prove nothing to nobody. I'm just doing my thing. But stay tuned for the future. He continued to say, quote, people that say I cannot grapple, but almost nobody could be able to put Israel down with a takedown. I took him down. So what's going on? Almost as if to say, what's up with that? He's not wrong. He did take him down. But of course, circumstances dictate all that. A heavy grappler probably beats Alex pretty easily to take that belt at this point in time. Meanwhile, Jamal Hill is not a grappler. He just whoops ass with those bombs he calls hands, and he's the light heavyweight champ now because of it, but he has something to say for Alex Pajeda. They've been kind of chirping, going back and forth a little bit after Jamal just took Glover to share behind the woodshed and beat him with a dominant decision to capture the vacant belt at UFC 283 in January. Pajeda, of course, trains with Glover. He's his student. And, of course, Alex was seen staring him down in the octagon, issued him a challenge. Hill and Pajeda going back and forth. Hill telling the schmo, quote, I think you should really focus on Izzy because he was getting his ass whooped for a good majority of that fight last time before he won. He had some things happen for him, like the leg kick at the end. I think if Izzy just throws hands, just box him, just be quick and outbox him, he'll win. Hill, meanwhile, expected to face Yuri Prohoshka next, the former champ who vacated the light heavyweight belt after sustaining a shoulder injury, getting surgery, Dana White saying it was one of the worst shoulder injuries he's ever seen. Yeri wants to come back as soon as he can. There's no timetable yet for his return. And I just mentioned Glover Teixeira. The final octagon appearance for the Brazilian legend was at UFC 283, the aforementioned loss to Jamal Hill. The 43-year-old former champion unable to get the belt back against Jamal Hill and then retiring after that five-round war. Well, Teixeira recently spoke to... MMA fighting and discussed the exact moment he came to terms with his career decision, saying, quote, I started my career in the United States and had the opportunity to fight on the Brazilian scene, to know everything about my culture, and then to come back and end my career in Brazil. I'm so happy about everything. This is the moment to move on after another stage. I said to myself, if I'm not fighting for the UFC belt, if I don't have that goal, I've never fought only for that belt, but I had that thing of I'm going after it, I'll win it again, you know? To go back and fight another fight only for the fight with no desire and hunger to get to the belt again, I'm good, man. Of course, Teixeira's decision made his wife happy. She's been supportive of him the whole time, and now he says he wants to box. Teixeira saying, quote, I won't stop training. If there's an opportunity in the future for a match, do some boxing. Maybe I'll fight some heavy guy, a celebrity, and move my body a little bit. Why not, man? 
Teixeira leaves the sport with a record of 33-9. Moving on with Full Press MMA on your Wednesday. Grease here with you. Don't forget, check out the Fight Stacks right here on the Full Press MMA channel for complete breakdowns and odds breakdowns covering all the main card fights on UFC 284. Find them right here on this channel. Hit me up on social media anytime you want at Jim Grease underscore, which is G-R-I-E-S, at Cageside Grease is another one. Hit me up on social media anytime to talk about anything. I'd love to connect with you. Moving on with Full Press MMA, Francis Ngannou. Of course, everyone wants to sign him right now, the hottest free agent in combat sports. Recently vacated his UFC heavyweight belt, parting ways with the only promotion he has fought in as a professional, the only major promotion, let me say that. He failed to come to terms on a new contract. All the details, whatever they were, they've been kicked around and people have had their say. But Francis Ngannou, looking to call his own shots, finally able to do that, and he is doing it. So regardless of what that is, it doesn't matter. And remember, he wanted to fight Tyson Fury. Dana White had called it effing stupid. But we'll see. If the Gypsy King was just trolling an average puncher like Ngannou, then Deontay Wilder is prepared to step up and get it done, saying, quote, I'm still interested in that fight. I would love to do that one in Africa. Telling Trill Boxing Talk, I know he's doing his own thing. I'm proud of him for following his heart, doing what he feels. I'm very interested in it. Let's do it, man. Two big black superheroes. I even thought about this idea. Let's make it a two-fight deal. Everybody always come to boxing. Let's do this. You come to my sport, I'll come to yours. You come to my house, I'll come to yours. I'm a true warrior. I'm serious about that too. I want to do something different since everybody doing this crossover between combat sports. And Ganu and Wilder, are there any fighters on the planet that you would rather see get in there and just throw bombs at one another than those two? That one has my attention. And by the way, Eddie Hearn can dream all he want. Please, Francis, don't fight Anthony Joshua. There's no reason for that whatsoever. And while we talk about Francis Ngannou being the most coveted heavyweight on the planet, the debate about who is the baddest man on the planet will rage on because Francis isn't in the UFC anymore. Ryan Bader just sent Fedor into retirement, and he loves being the Bellator champ. There's a whole list of guys in the UFC with Jones and Gon fighting for the vacant belt and all those guys in the top five believing they're the best heavyweight in the world. Well, all Ryan Bader wants to do is figure out a way to make it happen to where he can fight Nganu and prove he's legit. Bader saying this week, quote, when he signs the contract or whatever, then we could talk about it. I mean, Tyson Fury is calling him out and all that. I assume he's going to go box. You know, once he signs with Bellator, we could kind of cross that bridge. But I'm looking to fight before that, so if it happens down the road, cool. He's not signed, first off. I don't think he's going to come here, but if he does, awesome. I think he's one of the best heavyweights in the world, and to get to go out there and beat him, and there's no question like, okay, I'm legit. There would be no question of Bader's legitimacy if he beats Ngannou, but Bader is as legitimate as they come in this sport anyway, reaching the very top of the UFC's light heavyweight division, only losing to the best of the best, going to Bellator, becoming a two-division champion, beating Fedor twice. Yeah, I'd say Ryan Bader's pretty damn legit. Wrapping it up with Full Press MMA, Andre Feely has been forced off of the UFC Vegas 70 card following emergency eye surgery. He was supposed to fight Lucas Almeida after he began losing vision in his right eye. He was rushed into emergency eye surgery. Feely, of course, a perennial action fighter, a guy who throws bombs all the time. He's 32 years old. Touchy took to social media to reveal that he had recently started experiencing vision loss in his right eye, and a quick decision was made to go under the knife, posting a story on his socials. 
saying, quote, started losing vision in my right eye, had emergency surgery and got it fixed. I'm very grateful. Love you all. Thanks for checking in on me. I'm sorry I can't put on a show for you guys February 25th, but I will be fighting later this year, and I will be world champion. They can never break us. O and U. Best wishes to Andre Feely, featherweight UFC superstar and Team Alpha Male product as he recovers from that eye surgery. And Feely, not the only fighter being forced to withdraw from an upcoming UFC fight. UFC 286 losing Nathaniel Wood. He will be out of his fight with Lerone Murphy following a, quote, freak accident involving all things Wood. I'm not making this up. He explained it on Instagram. Quote, it is with a heavy heart to announce that I will no longer be fighting in London. It seems like I just can't get a break in this game with constant setbacks. A freak accident landing on a wooden trim in wrestling practice. Unfortunately, I cannot bend my knee until these stitches are out, Wood said. Yeah, he's got a lot of stitches on his knee, and he's got a bit of a recovery time. We wish Nathaniel Wood well. And finally, featherweight fireworks are coming to Kansas City. April 15th's main event for UFC Fight Night. The fight was already announced, but it is the main event, and it is in Kansas City. Max Holloway, the former featherweight champ, taking on Arnold Allen, aspiring title contender. Max not ready to give up the throne. He's lost to no one except Alexander Volkanovsky, and that's been three times. But besides that, Max has been blessed to say the least, but Holloway and Allen will headline Kansas City on April 15th, UFC Fight Night. That's all there is, fight fans. There is no more. Full Press MMA on your Wednesday, February 8th. Jim Grease, G-R-I-E-S, at Jim Grease underscore, at Cageside Grease on social media. Keep your game tight and your mind right, fight fans. I'm out.